rattlesnakes and water moccasins and nests of copperheads, bobcats, bears, coyotes, wolves, and wild boar, loony hillbillies destabilized by gross quantities of impure corn liquor and generations of profoundly unbiblical sex, rabies-crazed skunks, raccoons, and squirrels, merciless fire ants and ravening blackfly, poison ivy, poison sumac, poison oak, and poison salamanders, even a scattering of moose lethally deranged by a parasitic worm that burrows a nest in their brains and befuddles them into chasing hapless hikers through remote sunny meadows and into glacial lakes. Literally unimaginable things could happen to you out there. I heard four separate stories, always related with a chuckle, of campers and bears sharing tents for a few confused and lively moments. Stories of people abruptly vaporized, torn nothing left of him but a scorch mark, by body-sized bolts of lightning when caught in sudden storms on high ridge lines, of tents crushed beneath falling trees or eased off precipices on ball bearings of beaded rain and sent paragliding onto distant valley floors or swept away by the watery wall of a flash flood, of hikers beyond counting whose last experience was of trembling earth and the befuddled thought, Now what the? It required only a little light reading in adventure books, and almost no imagination, to envision circumstances in which I would find myself caught in a tightening circle of hunger emboldened wolves, staggering and shredding clothes under an onslaught of pincered fire ants, or dumbly transfixed by the sight of enlivened undergrowth advancing toward me, like a torpedo through water, before being bowled backwards by a sofa-sized boar with cold beady eyes, a piercing squeal, and a slaverous chomping appetite for pink, plump, city-softened flesh. Then there were all the diseases one is vulnerable to in the woods. Giardiasis, eastern equine encephalitis, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, Lyme disease, ehrlichiosis, schistosomiasis, brucellosis, and shigellosis, to offer but a sampling. Eastern equine encephalitis, caused by the prick of a mosquito, attacks the brain and central nervous system. If you're lucky, you can hope to spend the rest of your life propped in a chair with a bib around your neck, but generally it will kill you. There's no known cure. No less arresting is Lyme disease, which comes from the bite of a tiny deer tick, if undetected, it can lie dormant in the human body for years before erupting in a positive fiesta of maladies. Then there is the little-known family of organisms called hantaviruses, which swarm in the microhaze above the feces of mice and rats and are hoovered into the human respiratory system by anyone unlucky enough to stick a breathing orifice near them, by lying down, say, on a sleeping platform over which infected mice have recently scampered. In 1993, a single outbreak of hantavirus killed 32 people in the southwestern United States, and the following year the disease claimed its first victim on the Appalachian Trail when a hiker contracted it after sleeping in a rodent-infested shelter. All AT shelters are rodent-infested. Among viruses, only rabies, Ebola, and HIV are more certainly lethal. Again, there is no treatment. Finally, this being America, there is the constant possibility of murder. At least nine hikers, 
the actual number depends on which source you consult and how you define a hiker, have been murdered along the trail since 1974. Two young women would die while I was out there. For various practical reasons, principally to do with the long punishing winters of northern New England, there are only so many available months to hike the trail each year. If you start at the northern end, at Mount Katahdin in Maine, you must wait for the snows to clear in late May or June. If, on the other hand, you start in Georgia and head north, you must time it to finish before mid-October, when the snows blow back in. Most people hike from south to north with spring, ideally keeping one step ahead of the worst of the hot weather and the more irksome and infectious of insects. My intention was to start in the south in early March. I put aside six weeks for the first leg. The precise length of the Appalachian Trail is...